Meseches Demai, Perik Base Mishnah Gimel, 2-3. This Mishnah takes us off topic. The previous Mishnah had discussed how if one wants to transform himself from being a generic um, so-called Amha'aretz, meaning he's not trusted regarding his food being properly tithed, to being someone who's a Ne'eman, who is, is believed and trusts regarding his food to be properly tithed when he sells it. So he has to do certain things and accept upon himself certain uh, formal uh, customs and practices. So this Mishnah goes off topic and talks about a different thing altogether, the status of being a Chaver or a Parush. A Chaver is someone who is believed regarding Tumen Tahara in two regards. First of all, if he says something is Tahor, he's believed. And second of all, that which is in his possession is, be- is believed, like say his Kalim, his utensils, and his food, etc., are assumed and believed to be Tahor. That's not the case with a person who is not a Chaver, a non-chaver, um, with respect to a chaver, can't be relied upon to keep his kalim and so on, his, his utensils, tahor, and also also can't be relied upon to attest that some other food, etc., is tahor. Uh, they can't be relied upon for the very same reasons that the enoneemon can't be relied upon regarding tithes. That is to say, we don't believe that this person is a, a liar or a thief or a crook, etc. It's just that the laws of Tumantar are too complex, and even if a person means well and says that something is tahor, he can't be assumed to know the lachas well enough to really be right in that subject. To the contrary, we assume that every non-chaver who falls into the generic term of amaharetz, not the formal term of amaharetz, but the generic term of amaharetz, um, is assumed to be tame uh, because those halachas are so complicated. So if a person wants to promote himself from being a Generic person, a non-chaver, it's being a chaver, he has to accept upon himself the following things. Now, to understand this mystery, you have to understand that there is nothing wrong with a person being tame and eating food or making regular hul and regular food, meaning not maeser sheni, not truma, not uh, kadshem, to eat food like that, which is regular hul and which is tame, is not a problem at all, um, as it's not a problem to make regular food hul and tame. Um, the person in our Mishnah here, the Chaver, or the Parash, essentially wants to promote himself to being especially scrupulous, like the Chassidus, above and beyond the letter of the law, to do his, uh, keep himself on a whole new standard. The idea being that by sort of separating himself from regular people and regular customs and being very strict regarding um, whom he comes into contact with, and uh, that's certainly the case with because doesn't touch or eat, um, food with or from regular people, so then he will hopefully be elevated in terms of his actions, um, and uh, and furthermore, once he has elevated actions, he'll also have an elevated spirit in terms of his, his attitudes and his midos, um, and that he hopes will bring him to a sort of an enlightened state, elevated state, where he is um, closer or more zemlet of the Shekhinah. I took that explanation and description from the Rambam at the very last halach of Hilchos, Tumas Ochlin, uh, chapter 16, halacha 12. You can look at it there yourself. So, that's this person over here. The person who wants to become a chaver and be both A, relied upon regarding his testimony, if something is tame or tahor, and B, that his utensils and food, etc., are assumed to be tahor, as well as his person is assumed to be tahor. He needs to formally accept upon himself the following things, and that process would be, in front of three chaverim, he would formally accept the following list of items, and then he would have a 30-day trial period, um, where he sort of gets accustomed to being very strict regarding Tumantara, and after that he would be promoted to the category of Chaver. 
So the mission starts by saying, If one accepts upon himself to be a chaver, so he will not sell any produce to a non-chaver, uh, whether that produce has been wetted in the past. Lach literally means wet. But here the point is it had previously been wet by one of the seven um, liquids, which are machshir, which make a food stuff uh, primed and susceptible to tuma. Those are the yad shachadam liquids. If you're familiar elsewhere, if not, it doesn't matter for now. Um, so if the food has been ready to become tummy, it's called lach in this Mishnah. And by selling food to the non-chaver, and the food is susceptible to tumma, so then the non-chaver is likely to make the food tummy, and we want to stop that from happening, as I'll explain more in a minute. The Yavesh, he won't even sell dry, never-wetted food to a non-chaver. The reason why is because the non-chaver is assumed to be tummy, and all those food is dry now, sooner or later he's going to wash it, he's going to mix it with water when he needs it into dough, whatever it is that he's making, and therefore the fear is that sooner or later that food will become tumma susceptible, and when that happens, the non-chaver will be matame, it will make it tummy, and that's not acceptable. Now, why is that not acceptable? So, the tana of this Mishnah, of this line of the Mishnah, holds a, halacha, holds a shita, which is not lahalacha. He holds that it's forbidden to cause peros from Eretz Yisrael, produce that grew in Israel, to become tame. That's what this Tana holds. And according to that Shita, it would be an Avera to allow a person, in this case it would be an, a non-Chaver, to render Israeli produce, produce from Eretz Israel, to be tame, And therefore, kind of like Lifnaiver, the the uh, Chaver is required to be scrupulous and careful not to give foodstuffs into the hands of those who be metameit. Now, the halacha doesn't follow the shita. That is to say, the halacha is, there is no problem with being metameit peros from Eretz Yisrael. And that being the case, this line of the Mishnah would not be la halacha. Um, and the Ramah himself does not codify this line of the Mishnah in defining what it means to be a chavar. So this is not la halacha, true. However, the rest of the Mishnah is la halacha, true, and that is how the Ramah paskins. If one wants to be a chaver, he has to also formally accept for himself the following list, which is, He, the person who accepts upon himself to be the chaver, doesn't purchase from a non-chaver food that is lach, food that has been wet in the past, and therefore food that is susceptible to tumah. However, the chaver may purchase from the non-chaver food which the non-chaver attests to having never been wedded and therefore not huchsher the kabul tuma, not ready to every, not tuma susceptible. This is remarkable and it really shines light on what's going on here in terms of the ne'emanis, the trustworthiness of the non chaver. The non chaver is believed to say this food never became wet and therefore never became tuma susceptible and therefore the implication is that the food is tahor. A chaver can believe him on that account, but the chaver cannot believe the non chaver to say this food did get wet, but don't worry, I made sure it stayed tower, that he isn't believed. And the reason for the difference is because we don't, again, think that the non-chaver is a liar or a sneak or a cheat. And if he says it's never got wet, we believe him because anybody can ascertain if food got wet or not. He can be relied for that. But if he claims that it never became tummy, that he can't be relied upon because, again, the halachas of Tum and Dara, although he may be well-meaning, are perhaps too complex for him to understand intricacies, and he's ignorant of them, and therefore, although he believes in his heart of hearts that it is Tahor, he's just wrong. And therefore, we treat all Amha'arats, all non-Chaverim, to be Tame, and if they come to have uh, 
pre-wetted food sauce. We are afraid that that food sauce are tummy, and therefore the chaver may not purchase food that the non-chaver attests to having been wetted in the past. But he may, the chaver may purchase from the non-chaver food that the non-chaver attests never got wet in the first place. He, the chaver, may not be a guest at the home of an amharetz, a non-chaver. Again, I'll remind you that the rules over here that apply to the chaver are in addition to the rules that apply to Neman. That is to say that a person who is going to be in chaver must keep the laws of the previous Mishnah in terms of being a Neman with respect to hafrashos, tithing, and in addition, the following list of our Mishnah. That being the case, we had this line, in the previous Mishnah. So the question is, what is this coming to add? So there are a number of possibilities, um, but they all speak of the same idea. The first possibility is that here we're talking about not um, eating, but just being a guest in the home without eating. Still, the fear is that since the Chavir is in the home of the Amha'aretz, and the home is liable to be full of different tummy objects and so on that weren't kept properly, and therefore likely to make the Chavir tummy himself, the Chavir has no business being in the home of the Amha'aretz if you take Tumantar seriously. Another explanation would be a case where the Amha'aretz hosted the Chavar but didn't feed him his food. Let's say the Chavar ordered in, you know, kosher tower food. Um, so that would be okay in terms of Ne'amanis, but not okay regarding the Chavar status of Tumantara, because again, the whole home is since we tell me, because who knows where Tuma lurks in the home of a non-Chavar. The mission continues. And he, the Chaver, will not host the non-Chaver at the Chaver's home while the non-Chaver is wearing his own clothing. Again, the fear is that the clothing of a non-Chaver, of an Amaaretz, is Tameh, and actually a potent source of Tumah, even more potent potentially than the, the non-Chaver himself, because um, of the lachas of Tumas Medrus, when a Zav or Zava, Yoledis or Anida um, wears and sits on clothing, so then the clothing becomes a very, very potent source of Tumah. And Ava Tumah, they didn't convey Tumah through Heset, from indirect movement. And the fear is that when the non Chaver is in the home of the Chaver, so his clothing will be moved indirectly or touch up against, rub up against, whatever it be, um, the Chaver, making him or his home Tame. It's uh, easy enough perhaps to avoid touching the skin of the non-chaver, but very difficult to avoid um, coming to any contact, even indirect, with the clothing of the non-chaver. And therefore, the non-chaver would not be allowed to even wear his own clothing in the home of the chaver if the chaver wants to be a chaver and and be relied upon to keep everything in his home to be taller. That's the Tanakama. Rabbi Huda adds the list. Now, this list will not be la'alacha. Rabbi Huda wants to make it um, either more far-reaching yet. If someone wants to be a chaver, then also says Rabbi Huda, he also is af lo yigadel behemadaka. The person who wants to be a chaver will not raise uh, goats and sheep. The reason why is because um, if you raise goats and sheep in Eretz Israel, certainly those goats and sheep will graze on food and property that doesn't belong to the owner, and that's really theft. And a person who allows his animals to steal on his behalf, essentially, or to benefit from the theft, such theft, is uh, not befitting the title of a chaver. And similarly, says Rehuda, he won't be um, someone who's frequent to um, express vows because a nether is, of course, binding and it's li- likely that a person sooner or later will violate one of his nadarim. 
And if you serious about keeping the lacha very carefully, you wouldn't add extra isurim and nadarim, wouldn't do that. Um, and also, he's also not parutz b'schok. He's not um, bursting forth with levity, joking around. He's not a jokester or jocular kind of guy. He's serious. If he's going to be a parash and a, and a chaver, he's going to be serious and uh, not uh, given to frivolity. This is Rabbi Yehuda. Moreover, says Rabbi Yehuda, he won't even expose himself to tuma from a from a corpse, from a dead body. Just like a Kohen wouldn't go to the funeral of a friend, let's say. Um, so too, this guy wouldn't go to the funeral of a friend. He wouldn't get involved with dead bodies unnecessarily where there's no mitzvah. Um, because um, it's quite difficult to get rid of the tuma of, of, a, of a corpse. There's a seven-day process, which entails the paraduma and the ashes from it, etc., so unlike just the usual one day jump into mikvah and be done with other kinds of tumor exposure, one might get accidentally, the tumor that comes from a, a corpse is, is severe and hard to get rid of. And therefore, says Rabbi Yehuda, if a person is serious about being a chaver, he wouldn't let that happen, he wouldn't be exposed to it. Um, and finally, umishamesh, the base of Midrash, he is involved in the base of Midrash, learning with Talmud Chacham, interacting with them, learning from them, serving them. I don't know what umishamesh means, but the point is he's involved with um, directly um, in the base of Midrash with Tamri Chachamim. And uh, if he doesn't do that, he's not considered to be a chavar, he's still ignoramus, says Rabbi Yehuda. However, for all those extra things on the list that go beyond the scope of general scrupulousness regarding Tum and Tahara, Amru Lo, the rabbi said to him, Lo, Va'u, Elu, Lachlal, those things, those extra things don't come into the defining category of what makes someone a chavar, and therefore they reject Rabbi Yehuda and say, one who does those other things can still be considered to be a chaver, and that is the halacha.